This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. It's not kind of the way I will express it, but that makes it more like God. You know, if it were to be my sense, I would have come with something more kind of more middle of the road, but that, that was harsh, that was straight to the point. Um, and I thought somebody mentioned that in the testimony today, and I think one thing that brought that word back was, the Lord said that every testimony that was given today, there will be replication of them in your lives. So, so, so I will suggest you go back and check you go back and check. There's a testimony for healing. Go back and check it. There's a testimony for job. Go back and check. There's a testimony. Just go back and check. And, and just take the word that it is the word of the Lord. And I know it is the word of the Lord. And it shall surely come to pass in your lives. Hallelujah. Just in the short time ahead of us, you know, we know this is a month of divine settlement. Amen. And, and, and what I come to understand is that real settlement is when what is said in heaven is in agreement with what is happening in your life. That is what God is saying is exactly what you are seeing. And you see, most of our problem is because there's a disparity between what heaven says and what we experience. And, and there are many reasons for that. Number one reason is that maybe we don't pray because it tells us in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10, he said, in this manner you shall pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In verse 10 it then says, your kingdom, what? And your will be done on earth as it is. So many at times, our challenge is that there is a heaven-earth discordance. There's an heaven-slash-earth disparity. And that's why sometimes it might be demonic forces that is holding what heavens are saying. Heaven has spoken good concerning us. And it's important that we recognize that. And so many at times, God, where is your face? There's no question. His face had been where it's always been. More often than not, it's because we have this heaven at this corners. God has spoken life. We have not received it. God has spoken progress. We are yet to receive it. And he is saying this afternoon that his will in heaven will be done in your life. And will be done in our lives in the name of Jesus. And so, in Psalm 119 verse 89, Psalm 119 verse 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Hallelujah. And that settled word shall be manifested in our lives in Jesus' name. Now, now, when God says that, you know, things want to work together, what I've discovered from Scripture is that there are a few things that must join together for you to have something happen. So, if you want to title the message, not quite a Thanksgiving message, but you see a lot of Thanksgiving in it is titled the seven keys seven not quite arbitrary because i know those are the seven core things that you need to do to enter into your settled place amen seven keys to enter into your place of settlement or open heavens or whichever title is just by the way amen and now so make it very easy for me a, thou, a, a, a picture speaks a thousand words isn't that what they say all right so i want seven volunteers seven volunteers please quickly come out Seven volunteers, male, female, gentlemen, hallelujah, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, thank you, and I will arrange you, thank you very much, we've got the seven, three, can I count, I'm not sure I can count, I need seven, (laughs) all right, I will then arrange you, you face the 
the, the audience or the crowd. Um, you stand here, right in the middle there. Um, stand here, if you may. And stand here, please. I think I'm getting the arrangement. And stand there. Yeah, it's okay. Stand. Okay, you stand here. You stand next to him. Sir, next to him. Okay, hallelujah. All right, move a little bit closer. Okay, yeah, brethren. So I'll give you uh, what I need for you to hold up. And it's going to be a reminder for what the seven things we need. Where is my help? All right. So, camera, we be able to catch them. I think I need to get out of the way. I, you don't need my face now. We need them. Forget about my face. Lift yours up, the middleman. So, number one thing you need is giving, praise, worship. Good. Forgiveness. Judgment. Thanksgiving, stand forward. As for Thanksgiving, it is required that you give thanks both to God and to man. And as you give thanks to God, he opens the heavens. As you give thanks to men, men warm towards you and they favor you. And probably that's about all I will say about Thanksgiving. But remember, don't fall for the trap of those that don't thank human beings. You say, God has done it. I don't thank human beings. Actually, you practice your Thanksgiving with men. A person that cannot say thank you for a cup of water will not thank God. They are only deceiving you. A person that you hold the door for and they just give you a very long, nasty look. Maybe they had a bad day, we understand. But it becomes a habit, I say, hmm, you know, bad day all the time. But, you know, it becomes a habit, there's a problem. So, Thanksgiving, we thank you. <laughs> Let's put our hands for Thanksgiving. Thank you, Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise. You are very eager to come forward. <laughs> and so, we have praise standing there. And the purpose for praise is to... Tell God who he is. It's a very straightforward one. But also, though majority of praise must go to God, we recognize that we can still praise men occasionally. You praise that little child. You praise your husband. You praise your wife. You praise your pastor. The pastor praises the brethren. Amen. And so it's also central that we learn how to praise. Because when we praise, that also opens the door of heaven and God shows forth as you call him. Because don't tell God how big your problem is. 
You should tell your problem how big your God is. And so that's where praise comes in. And once we do that and do it often and train ourselves to do it, we find out that we move to a higher level. Let us praise praise for doing very well. Because we say we can praise human beings. Thank you, praise. Praise. Can we have our... <laughs> Don't worry, you're wondering. Am I judgment? <laughs> worship. And for worship, it's a very straightforward manner. Thank you. This is the one that is exclusively for God. You don't worship human beings at all. It is exclusively. And you could see that as we started from about 50-50 in Thanksgiving to maybe 80-20 in praise, this one is 100% God. And standing in the middle, written in capital, is the greatest giver himself, which is God, of whom you must learn how to give. Worship means you fall yourself. And God in his infinite mercies allowed us to do a bit of real worship this morning. Did you see that? That somewhere we just got into the mood and I really felt, Lord, you, you are so big. I couldn't think of all the things that I normally would have thought about because worship is so central. Now create time on your own to worship God. And as you worship him, all praises and all blessings shall also come in your way in Jesus' name. We can only clap for worship because we cannot worship worship. All right, so let's clap for worship. God bless you, man. We skip giving for now. We are coming back to you. Giving is the big man in the middle, and we'll talk a lot about it. Mercy, stand forward. For mercy, he is that one that God has placed so close unto himself. You see, on this side, worship was there, so close. Mercy is also very, very close to God. But not close in terms of the way this one was close. Before I make it too complicated, what do you need to do with mercy? Mercy must be shown to human being if you want to enjoy mercy. Because it tells me in Matthew chapter 6, I think verse 8, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 or 8, I can't remember now. It says that blessed are the merciful for they will create a heart to have mercy. You must learn to be merciful. Amen. I used to say, even be merciful to that person that wasn't driving so well. Have you been in Newtown before, driving with sat-nav? And the person is, doesn't know whether to turn right, and the lines, on the, the markings on the ground, on the, on, on, the, on the road, are not shown until you are so close. And the person was there indicating to come here, and you are so tight up. Show mercy. Go. Go. Hallelujah. And many other little things like that, we're expected to show mercy. Of course, we can't show mercy to God. This one is what we can only give. So all the all of this side is only for man. The all of this side is for God. Are you getting it now? God is still there. So we've cleared this side, but God is still there invisible because it's the only invisible one. All right? So mercy, you will go back because you are human. And it's only God that has to go. So you go back there and let them, let human beings constantly be seen. They need to show mercy. Forgiveness. Yours is a very straightforward one. You understand forgiveness? Let go. Tell your neighbor, let go. let go. They are not listening to you. Tell them, let go. Let go. Because if you do not forgive others, God says he will not forgive. And what a big, big statement. For God of heaven and earth to say he will not forgive a human being is a big one. He says, forgiving one another. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Forgiving one another, even as Christ, as, as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. 
If you forgive, heaven will open. Let's forgive. And it's part of your worship that you honor God by forgiving others. When I teach premarital class, we always ask the question, what are the unforgivable things people can do? And I remember people read it out. All sorts, infidelity, lying, whatever. And then we go back to the point and say, even though those things, they look unforgivable, remember Christ forgave you. And so to enjoy forgiveness and be in Christ. So you go back to your place, forgiveness, because we want to constantly forgive. That is your place now, not your seat. <laughs> judgment. Brethren, let us love judgment. Solomon, let us love judgment. <laughs> you know, many people, they are unmoved by what goes on around. It's part of Christ's spirit in us that you see what is not going well to feel that this is not right. Some people, they love injustice. Someone that has not sown, they want to. Now, the problem with judgment, and this is a hard one, is that what human beings call judgment is not what God calls judgment. That's why some of you are wondering, judgment, what is judgment? And that is why, though farthest away from the center, this one is almost the exclusive right of God. Reason is that, like a judge in the court, he's the only one that has all the facts and the truth with him. While you are thinking that something needs to be done another way, he that knew up to the fourth generation and ahead, he knows that that is the way it needs to be done. But please, as we love judgment, as we love what is right, God also will visit us. Please go back there, judgment as well. And I think it's also worked out that is this gentleman that I'm standing up. We've been, our ladies have gone to see that right now. Giving. Everybody say giving. Is the tallest one of them. Everything circles around giving. For God so loved the world that the world gave his only begotten son. Brethren, let us learn to give. I know you are saying, give, pastor. When I don't even have any money, who says it's only money you give? Give time. Give your advice. Give something nice from the inside of you. Give. Give prayer. I was in a certain situation a few years back in which I was so hard-pressed to just give something to somebody. And the Lord said, what is your problem? Pray. You know, when I prayed, I saw the change in that person. I saw the change in the circumstances of the person. And the Lord convinced me then that actually most people are not asking you for their sympathy. They are looking for solution. You know, many a times, I, I, even, I even want to do visitation based on just let me tick the box. The Lord said, rather than do that, spend that time to pray. I understand what I'm saying now. Visitation is important. Phone calls are important. You know, giving money is important. But more often than not, if you will spend time in intercession for one another, you'll be shocked that one day, heavens will thank you more than for those that are just hanging around and just saying something. I spend more time now. Lord, make me a source of solution to this problem. Not just to tick the box. And the more we carry that burden, the more God will perfect everything. So, giving. Thank you, sir. What did we have where? Ah. I may call them back. If I don't have a unanimous answer from the church. What do we have where? Sazamams. And next to thanksgiving. And next to praise. 
And then we know giving comes next. And after that word, forgiveness. Put your hands together for these wonderful people. Thank you very, very much. You've made my sermon very short, and on that, I'm closing. Does that make sense? We go and practice that, and we see God glorified. Hallelujah. As I said, giving the central one, remember, give freely, give frequently, and give fervently. If you're taking note for all that. Um, Romans 8.32, God will freely give us all things, even through Jesus Christ. Acts 20.35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. As I close with a little bit of something that I learned just this past week. You know, there was, there was one of our senior pastors. He came from a particular part of the world, quite a rural area. And then he started at a charity and started ministering to them there. And that touched my heart. <clears throat> and when I spoke with him, he said he wants to give back to where he came from. Very deprived area. And yours might not be a flu-fledged charity, flu-fledged charity, but please remember to try and give something back. You know, your local church gives something back in service, and as we do so, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Everything rises and falls on relationship. Amen? It's about relationship and first relationship with God. Because none of this thing you can do without grace. Who was the person that testified about grace? Was that Mercy? Am I right? Is she in the house? Or she's in? Huh? There's somebody that testified about grace this morning. Yeah, that should be Mercy. Yeah, Mercy Brown, yeah. Our sister, you know, she, she testified, and truly, and um, that, that touched my heart. It's all about grace, amen? It's all about grace. And that grace is available this morning, amen? I said that grace is available this morning. Amen. Grace to be able to give thanks as you should, to praise God as you ought to, to worship him the way you should worship him. Even grace to give, because it tells me in Second Corinthians chapter 9, I think starting from around verse 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having everybody. Is it on the screen? All right. Shall we all please read together if we may want to go? Abound to you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for Isn't that beautiful? The next verse, what does it say? As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower, stop, seed of thanksgiving, Seed of praise, seed of worship, even seed of giving, and all these other ones. May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. You are not going to weep again for sorrow. And I'm made up in that. For whatever you think you have lost, you are getting double, double. And as these words are coming forth, it's about time for you to lift your hands to the heavens with me. And just begin to receive of the Lord. 
It might be a little bit more poignant. It might be a little bit more on point if you stand on your feet, if you can. And just leave those sentences. I said, for everything you thought you have lost, you will receive a double in the name of Jesus. No more delay in your life. The Lord that has sent me here to you today says I should tell you that no more delay in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is an agreement between heaven and earth. What the Father has settled in heaven shall settle and be settled in your life. I say double, double in the name of the Lord Jesus. I say double, double in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is true, O God. And we believe you with all our hearts that we fulfill your counsel in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we are grateful. We've not come here to moan or to grumble or to complain this afternoon. We've come here to thank you. We've come here to thank you for what you have done. We've come here to thank you for what you will yet do. And we return all the praise unto you, our Father. Heavens be opened over the life of these your children in the name of the Lord Jesus. A person who you have felt so weighed down by the time you are coming in here. I know of a truth in the Lord that you are living here rejoicing in the name of Jesus. There's that person you felt your mouth has been shut because of your circumstances. The Lord asked me to tell you, open your mouth wide. When people are talking, you couldn't talk. When people are speaking up, you can't speak up. You say, how can I speak up because of my circumstances? The Lord said, your mouth is open today. It's open because he has done it. It's open because you will see You know because God has promised you that you will bless you in a particular area. He has promised you that you will not lack. And yet, you wake up to lack every morning. You go back to bed in lack every day. But the Lord asked me to tell you that so it was one day that Joseph woke up a prisoner. He woke up with shackles on his feet. But that night he went to bed with a golden chain of honor upon his neck. So it shall be for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Only with God's help, obey his voice. Do what he asks you to do. And he's asked me to tell you he will help you. Just make up your mind, you will obey him. Oh, you are weak, he knows. But he said his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Receive strength. Receive strength. And let the name of the Lord be glorified in your life. Because I know this year, God promised there will be so many marriages. And if he says double-double, then from this moment onward, for the number that we had this year, a fair number it was, the Lord is talking of double. And so it shall be in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have quite a few children this year, but we know the Lord is saying double. We have quite a few salvation this year. The Lord is saying double, double. And he's not saying double. If it's double, double, that is times four, I believe. Oh, yes. If you do multiplication, it's probably eight he's talking about. Father, stretch your hand. Fulfill your word in the name of the Lord Jesus. I stand as a prophet of the Most High God. 
healing and deliverances. Instant and glorious. Permanent and enduring it shall be. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That elderly man that you raised up having, you know, blood coming out of his body, you know, up and down. I know you are perfecting it now. And I'm trusting you, my father, that such difficult, sudden, or not so sudden cases in our midst, very soon, rather than morning, you will be cracking jokes, you will be rejoicing. And the Lord will put a new word in your mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus. You ask me to bless your people, Lord. Please confirm the blessing. Please fulfill your word. Let no one live here the same, including myself. Pour your spirit, O oh God. We thank you. That shaky feet in your faith. That sister, she went away, trouble too much. She went away, just left Jesus, came back again. Because you drew her. Didn't draw her alone. You fixed her family. Fixed her spouse. That's whom we are serving. So as many as their feet are shaking in here. As many as are not sure even whether you are in or out. Show your hand to Jesus. He will touch you there. He will restore you there. He will save you there. And you will come back and testify as well in the name of the Lord Jesus. The wave of glory is in this place right now. Receive it now. Receive it now. And let Jesus be glorified. Father, we thank you. Where I stop, Lord, please double the effort. Let them hear your voice clearly. And let all return with stories of goodness of the Lord. Thank you once again, Father. Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Hallelujah. You may be seated. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.